E.T. says pride rights. Oh, that's adorable. Is he that probably, a phrase? I mean, yeah, I like it. He probably would. What? I almost said, welcome to Pride Month. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that too. I don't know why I didn't do that the first episode that came out in June, but hello everybody. Welcome to the Reading My Writings podcast where we explore the imagination of a younger me. And in this series, a not so younger me, a slightly younger me. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, because I... Well, because I didn't write all of this as a child. Oh, uh, okay. Not not this whole book was written as a child, but most of it was prepared. Or, like, prepared. Or, uh... I had this planned. There we go. That's the word. I had this all planned out in my... What, when I was 12, I think? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's what the ET folder was for. It had... I've just had this ET folder for a decade plus, you know? Just of all the notes and drawings and other embarrassing things. <laughs> oh my goodness, what other things are you going to find? Oh, well, because I, I kept... I kept graded a... <laughs> Never mind, we can't, oh, get geez. Into, we can't get into it, can we? Yeah, no worries. We can just get into that new app that... Yeah, I'm really chapter. excited because based on your feedback from the last chapter, um, I think you're going to like this chapter. Ooh, the, the, follow, okay. the follow up to what you're itching for. Some targeted content. Love it. And not, well, yeah, it's, well, no, because <laughs> I don't know if it's targeted. No. Oh, well, well, you just know that I, I like I'm it. I'm delivering, I will be delivering unintentionally on a request or desire you had from the series. More women? Okay, maybe multiple things. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, so right, uh, last episode, last episode was oh, di- yeah. diverse dangers of phobia forest. So they uh, they finally got transported to Kaon. They landed. Um, the voice was much clearer in Marty's head and instructed them to run to phobia forest because they they'll most likely not check for you here since it's the most dangerous place. Well, it turns out that was a pipe dream, and. And E.T. is heading towards that location. And then they interact, or they uh, spot some of the wildlife of the planet. A crazy mole chasing a zekinake. And the crazy mole causes a cave-in. And Marty and Jason are now stuck in the cave that was meant to keep them safe. Oh no! Is the voice evil? No. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Alright, so yeah, now they're trapped. So let's get into it. Chapter 8 is called Shocking Revelations. The Voice's Identity Emerges. Oh, finally! Let's do it! Yeah, I thought you'd be excited just based on the chapter title. Um, and while it gets us hyped, it doesn't spoil anything. I mean, it spoils that we're going to find out this episode, but... One would assume as much. Yeah. What just happened? I sense great fear in you. The voice said, startling Marty in the silence of the wreckage. Marty and Jason sniffled. What they had just experienced was terrifying. They thought they were going to die from the crazy mole. Right. Instead, it looked like the crazy mole had intentionally or unintentionally sabotaged them, trapping them within this small cave with no other exits. Oh, see, I didn't get that. I thought it was just complete accident or coincidence that they got trapped. That's what it's up in the air, I guess. Mm, okay. But coincidence, I probably yeah, probably more coincidence. But you never know. You're on a you're on a whole other planet. No, that's true. 
Marty's bandaged hand throbbed, and he noticed it was stained with blood, and the bandaging was loose. In frustration, he tore at the dressing and ripped it all off. Marty gasped. He hadn't seen his left hand since that night with Kevin, when the two had received cuts, and everything went black. Because if you'll remember, um, Marty got one on his left hand, and... (laughs) Kevin got one on his right hand. Yeah, like, to mimic the scar that's on your hand in real life. <laughs> yeah, the, the scar on my left hand. Right. Yeah. The cut was healing, but it was a ghastly sight. It was a large, deep, crescent-like cut that marked its way from the corner of his pointer finger and thumb. It, yeah. It, what? Well, because I was picturing your hand, and I'm like, yeah. That, did I do it, do it justice? No, it was yeah. really hard to describe that. It is like a moon-shaped uh, scar. Yeah, it's. I've embraced it now. It's really cool. Um, I should have got stitches, and then it wouldn't have been there. But I, ref- I refused. Good, and, good refusal. Uh, it's just I, I forget it's even there most of the days. But when I do notice it, sometimes I touch it. <laughs> okay. Well, like just like like a reminder, like you know, yeah. Remind okay. me of what? I don't know. It's missing the best field trip of elementary school, I guess. Oh my goodness. Sitting. Ne- That's what's the cool, too. It ties in. I don't know if we talked about it, but it ties into the story even more because Sadie is based on. I, I guess it's partially based on the girl I had a crush on in elementary school, in a way. We did not discuss this on the podcast that, like, this whole thing started because you were jealous? No, we did, but I don't know if we discussed that. I don't think we discussed the origin of the scar. I mean, it was the snap bracelet, but I was sitting next to the girl that oh, that Sadie's based off. Were you trying to impress her? Well, <laughs> if anything, I, I de-impressed because I was crying and I was escorted off the bus and I missed the whole trip. Oh, jeez. So. Oh, and it was her snap bracelet, so I probably got blood on it. Really ruined it. it ruined your chances, babe. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, a lot of tie-ins, I guess, somehow. It would scar for sure, and for some reason, it kept hurting at specific times. Jason nudged Marty. Dude, this isn't good. We're gonna run out of air at some point unless we find a way out. Plus, it seems like it will be nighttime soon. That stupid mole. That stupid snake. Marty nodded. Those creatures had really screwed things up for them, and now things seemed completely hopeless. They wouldn't be able to escape this cave, and they couldn't save Sadie. Marty! His his voice, uh, I don't know if I meant for it, but it reminds me of uh, Zachary Quinto's voice when he's like the older version in Nosferatu. Right. (laughs) If anyone's seen that, Nosferatu on, uh, I guess it was on sci-fi. Yeah. But he's like a vampire that drives a uh, wraith, Rolls Royce wraith, a wraith car. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know cars. (laughs) Um, But when he doesn't feed for a while, he gets old and he sounds like this. Yeah, it's like the stereotypical old person voice. (laughs) Dang it. Is that the stereotypical old person voice? I would think so. Dang it. I was trying to give it some flavor. Oh, I, there's still there's maybe some salt in there. There's some salt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mar. Now I can't. Now I can't think. Not think of a wrinkly Zachary Quino. <laughs> Marty, can you hear me? 
What happened? Did you reach the cave? The voice asked. Yeah, I reached it all right. Marty yelled aloud, his anger echoing through the walls of the cave. And now we are trapped because of you. A crazy mole caused a cave-in, and we are stuck in the cave. Plus, my hand hurts, and my head hurts. So get out of my head and just talk to me normally. Who are you? Has Marty always talked to this voice out loud? No. He... No, he hasn't. Good question. Okay. So that's the distinction yelled aloud is because he's specifically yelling aloud this time. Got it. Because he's just, he's tired of a voice in his head telling him to do this and he seems to have run into nothing but trouble. Right, right. So now he's exasperated and he wants, just, he wants answers. Mm. Much like our Jordan here wants (laughs) answers. Yeah, that's all I want. Jason looked at his friend with a frown. He was scared too. And he understood that Marty was talking to the mysterious voice. Jason walked away, giving Marty some space. He decided to go look around for something to help them. The voice sighed, so it did hear Marty's actual voice as well as his thoughts. My name is Itelio. Ah, so close. (laughs) I know, I'm pretty sure you guessed it at one point almost. Something like that. I think you're like Itelopathio. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's Itelio. I am one of the 13. Dang, I'm really calling these. Yeah, you you nailed that point too. Marty gasped. You're an E.T.? And one of the 13 disciples? Why are you helping us and how? Yes, I am one of Kevin's 13 disciples. Number three, to be exact. I am risking it all just to speak with you telepathically, so my secrecy has been due to that. I am sorry to hear about the cave-in. I I didn't think a crazy mole would somehow get involved, but here we are. Are you two safe, at least? What do you see? Number three, huh? Marty whistled, impressed. Number three of the thirteen disciples? And you have telepathic abilities? And you've and you're helping us. This is so weird. But without you, we wouldn't have been able to make it here in the first place. I like that recap of just exactly what he just said. <laughs> I know, he's like, What? All of these things you just said? Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to save Sadie. She was kidnapped and taken to never excuse me, Kaon by Kevin. Because you remember, for some reason, uh, Italio requested he not call it Neverland. Right, right. Yes, she was kidnapped. Sadie was kidnapped. He's confirming by Kevin. Oh, okay, sorry. You were saying, yes, she was, and then you said kidnapped in a different voice, and so I was like... Oh, yeah, because he didn't say kidnapped. I'm clarifying. Oh, I, <laughs> Italio didn't say kidnapped. But I wasn't even confused. Why'd you clarify if I wasn't confused? I don't know, because we just had a talking point in between what Marty had just said. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So he's confirming, yes, she was kidnapped and taken to ne- to Kaon by Kevin. Got it. I, I just made it worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, she was Italio telepathed. No, that's not a verb. <laughs> it is now, baby. Oh my goodness. 
I apologize that my communication wasn't optimal back on Earth. I was still on Kaon when we first communicated. Then we had to initiate the second star on the right to bring Etrazio home. Though they thought his mission was successful when they retrieved him, they are not happy to find him dead. So that's the reason it was uh, jotted in, in just words and statements rather than coherent sentences. It's because he was on Kaon telepathing. So it was like, not tuned in. Stop, you're not going to make telepathing a thing. <laughs> well, it is It is a thing, though, for this story. <laughs> I'm explaining to you why it wasn't as clear. Why it no, was... that, that makes perfect sense, actually, and I, I am okay with that explanation. Yeah, it's like... When you try to call someone in a different country. Not that I've tried that, I don't think. Yeah, I have not tried that either. Oh, so it was a bad signal. I get it. Marty said, touching his scar with a shaky finger. I honestly thought you were going to be like, Marty said, recapping the situation. Or recapidly, or... Re <laughs> Marty recapped. Marty recapped. <laughs> yeah. It stung. His scar. Stop, you don't need to clarify well, everything. Okay, fine, but <laughs> if you end up getting confused, you'll know why. If I get confused, I'll tell you I'm confused. So they know that we killed Etrazio. His mission was to kill... No, not not kill. Etrazio was there to collect my bones? Correct, Italio responded. Hook's left hand, Etrazio had a big mouth. Is that the curse in this world? <laughs> Hook's yeah. left hand? Yeah. Hook exists in this world? Well, Peter Pan, the, the idea or concept of Peter Pan does, so... You're really blurring the lines of a lot of fiction. And I looked it up. Uh, Hook's left hand is his uh, hook. Is his hook? Okay, good. I'm glad we confirmed that. Wait. Is the crocodile on the clock in this one? No. Well, we'll see. Oh, they are the, is the clock that got lost, is that what the teleporting watches are? Do we not be talking about the talk? Do you mean the crocodile who ate the watch? Yeah. Or the clock? Yeah. Is that watch? So like, I don't count that as lost. I count that as eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> You're right. I guess it's not lost if you know exactly where it is. Typically, that's typically what I thought. Yeah, no, that's true. But lost can also be like beyond recovery. Yeah, and I don't think it is. Well, I guess in Hook's mind, he thinks he can recover. Yeah, he it. can tear it open. Uh, he's never going to succeed, but yes. Um, but it, I, I did some some. Some decent research and checked which hand Hook's hook was, and I think it's his left. The way you're talking about this sounds like the research. Like I said decent research. Up and Winston's just like a Google of <laughs> Hook, Hook hands. You're a jerk. I'm not trying to pass it off as more than it is. I said decent research. That's not even That's decent research. It's a Google. You're a jerk. It's a Google search, man. You're a jerk. Do you know how many... I had to cross... Listen, it's I had the hook, <laughs> cross hook, and you're a jerk. I can find it in one word. The movie's from 1953, okay? Hook. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes people flip images, so I had to be sure. I had to look, I had to reference multiple images of Captain Hook from the animated film. Good. That's research. Just which hand? It's I, now I don't even know for sure. Can you, walk, <laughs> can you check? Can you check that left? His left hand is the hook, or is the curse that it's his only remaining hand? 
Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Like, what would be more of a curse? The hook is fixed to his right hand. Wait, often changed to the left hand in film adaptations. Okay, but look at... Darn you. Let me see. Yeah, you need to do all that, like, frustration without swears. So reread, like, that explanation. Oh, but his, his left hand here... Oh, I forget he has, like, different attachments in a briefcase. He has, like, a corkscrew attachment. Yeah, he does. Gosh dang it. There are several... Most pictures show his left hand as the hook. Why is... See, see, this is why he had more researches included. Some, Some wannabe from Wikipedia. Not wannabe, but you know what I mean. It says right hand... Viewers, uh, what, what, what in your, in your Captain Hook canon, what hand is his hook? There is no fanon for this. Just type which hand and like one of the first suggestions oh my gosh. is Captain Cook. Ha- Captain but look Hook. at the majority of pictures. You're just looking at what Wikipedia says in a, a single sentence. The, the, fr- the, 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 the captured frames from the movies and other source materials show it as left. Look at the official, look at it in the ride. Well, that is damning. <laughs> and that's not a swear word, Jordan, so I don't need to bleep it. Okay, I won't bleep that one. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, yeah, it's an expletive in, to the ETs, all right? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And so he's... Itelio was frustrated about how big a mouth Itrazio had. Because, yeah, Itrazio was like, I'm going to collect your bones for the ceremony. Or, I'm going to collect your bones. Yes, he was sent to Earth not to kill you. But to collect your bones, at least a good amount of them. Ew. So that sicko really did want my bones. But why? Why does Kevin want my bones? I thought he wanted me dead, Marty said. Those thoughts don't have to be mutually excu- exclusive. What? Those, those goals don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can be dead and he can get your bones. No, but specifically, he didn't want him dead. Specific. When we go back to the Atrazio thing, he he wasn't allowed to kill him. What? Why does he think Kevin wants to kill him? You just read that Kevin wants me dead. Well, that's what he thought because he thought Kevin came to his house that time to kill him, and he failed. Right. You that's know, all I was commenting was oh, that okay. his his two thoughts aren't don't have to be contradicting. Oh, I thought you were saying you can still get bones and still kill him. Yeah, you can't do that. You can do that. No, that's what I'm saying, Jordan. You can't. You can't? No, for this ceremony, it requires him stay alive. That's uh, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You, no, you could totally. I would talk about be... real people. <laughs> no, no. I recognize you could... That'd be the easier option. <laughs> yeah. But Etrazio was specifically tasked to keep him alive, but tear, his bo- tear out some of his bones. To debone him. Exactly. That was the wordage used, yeah. Wordage, verbiage, vernacular. Right. Jason was listening as he walked around the cave. He was only getting one half of the conversation, but he understood the main points. Jason's eyebrows went up as he saw something nestled in the corner of the cave. He grabbed it and yanked it out. It was a shiny black crystal rock of some sort. He thought it looked pretty cool. The Triangle of Fate, Itelio said, sounding grave. It's a dark ritual the ETs have kept secret for centuries. But of course, 
with Demon Pan residing within Kevin, some dark things have resurfaced. This forbidden ritual has three requirements, and once performed, it offers the user ultimate power. The three steps are as follows. First, the flesh of yourself. Gross! Kevin is going to cut a part of himself off? What's the next part? Marty said. Second, the bones of the enemy. Me, my bones, Marty muttered. And last, Italio hesitated. Third and final, the blood of the desired. Marty stood up quick and almost hit his head on the cave's low ceiling. No! Sadie! He's he's going to use Sadie's blood! Uh, how much of it does he need? Italio gulped. All of it. Dang, this is like some Soulstone stuff before it happened. What Soulstone? The in Avengers to get the Soulstone, you have to sacrifice someone that you love to get the Soulstone. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely is. That schmuck! He doesn't love her. He just wants to use her blood to gain ultimate power. Marty growled. Well, as the ritual states, it is is the blood of the desired. So to some extent, he does care for her. I guess. I mean, he desires her. Yeah. Whether the desire is because of the blood or because he desired her and then found out he could use her blood. It could be either or. Right. He's still a jerk. And a polygamist. You can't leave that part out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How could he? He's willing to drain her of all of her blood? Oh, man, this is bad. No wonder he wants my bones. But wait, why wouldn't he just kill me? Why all this talk of de-skinning me and plucking me of bones while I'm alive? Itelio continued. Think, Marty. Think. What's the one thing Kevin has failed at so far? Killing me, you mean? Why can't he kill me? Marty asked. Yo, Marty! Jason interjected. I found this weird rock. Do you think it could help? Not now, Jason, Marty interrupted. I'm speaking telepathically to an E.T. that is on our side, and he is telling us Kevin's whole plan and how we can stop it. What a mouthful. Just, yeah, it's meant to be a little funny, like, I'm getting, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that is mouthful. My my lips are, you know, my, I'm a little dry. Just sit down and try to get some rest. We may have to wait for Itelio to come pick us up. Pick you up? Oh, heavens, no, I I, I can't do that, Itelio replied. I'm, I'm, I'm one of Kevin's top three. I can't be seen helping you. The whole plan would be ruined. But you said there's another disciple on its way, Marty argued. He's so whiny. Even, really I, even I know this. Yeah. And we're stuck in this cave. Those boulders are too big and heavy. We'll starve if this E.T. doesn't find us first. Itelio was silent. Marty's hand throbbed again. The wound shouldn't hurt this much. Marty thought. And how'd I even get cut that night? I didn't see Kevin with a knife or anything. 
And now, he's just now wondering this. Yeah. But that is a good point. Like, he tried to kill him and then a cut appeared. Yeah. True. I mean, it's Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. That's what it was meant to be. Um, I don't know if there's any more uh, detail than that, but <laughs> it's it's good that he's thinking about it now. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Wound? Cut? Italia questioned. What do you mean? Ah, Marty! That weird Zekinek thing is in here with us! It's freaking hissing at me! Marty turned around to see that Jason was right. Well, not about the creature's name, but about the creature. That Zekinek was inside the cave with them. So the one that got chased in. Right. It got stuck in there. Things can't get any worse! Marty whimpered. Those things are too strong. They... Then it dawned on him. Oh my gosh, we are saved, Jason! Quick, run over here. Lure it over to the boulders. Jason didn't need to be told twice. He met Marty near the blocked entrance and waited. The Zekinake hissed once again as it quickly inched over to them. It looked upset, but not necessarily hungry or angry. Maybe it was separated from its mother? It sounds like that Pokemon research thing uh, with the that we were playing on Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah, with Deerling. Zekinek, we need your help. I don't know if you can understand English, but if any of us... <laughs> I'm going to guess he can't. I'm going to guess the, the caterpillar snake thing cannot understand your language. It's a good assumption. Marty, bless your stupid heart. But if any of us are going to escape this cave alive, then we need your help to lift the boulders to escape. Marty pleaded. The Zekinek was cute, but also deadly. It wobbled its head in response and charged forward. Ah, Marty, it's coming at us! I'm almost tempted to do like, yo, man! Yeah. Like some, maybe I should have done a shaggy voice for Jason. I don't know if I could have said that. Oh, Marty, it's coming at us! Oh my goodness, I couldn't stand that. Oh, good. But you're fine with, should I throw this rock at it? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, cool. Jason asked. Marty looked over at the rock Jason was talking about, and his jaw dropped. Holy flip! That's kaonite! That's one of the most rarest, most valuable minerals on the E.T.'s planet! No, don't throw, don't throw it! Just hold on to it! Some more convenient info, right? Right. <laughs> From the E.T. folder he never uses. Yeah. The more you point that out to me, the more I realize that would have been a cool implementation. Right. But, say la vie. Yeah. Say la whatever French is for story. <laughs> so, it's called kaonite, one of the most rarest, valuable minerals. Jason looked reluctant, but did as he was told. He stuffed it in his pants. So it's about the size of, like, a bigger baseball. The Zekinake was close to them now, and it began pushing up against the smallest boulder blocking the exit. Yes! Marty and Jason cheered. It's helping us! Quick, push! Help it push the boulder free! The two boys joined the cute little Zekinake and pushing the boulder, and to their glee, it began to budge. The boulder tumbled forward, and the three of them climbed out from the wreckage and into fresh air. Hooray! They grinned. 
Even the Zekinake looked happy. But the happiness didn't last long, because standing in front of them, outside the cave, was an E.T. with long blonde hair, dress, scarf, and hat. Found ya, she hissed. Time to rip the bones from your body. End of chapter. Oh no. There it is. We've got another female character. Woo! An E.T. A female E.T. Is is her outfit based on when E.T. Exactly. is in the disguise? <laughs> yeah, when, exactly. I wanted to pay homage to the film and that. So I was like, that'd be cool to have like a female E.T. who's like, whole look is just E.T. in that female disguise in the movie. Yeah. So it's, it's got like a little bowler type hat. We'll post it on the socials at yeah. some point. But is Is this the only E.T. with hair? Oh, true. Uh, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, so far that we've seen. Hmm. But um, other ones have had a big red eye. <laughs> okay, fine. There's not a lot of E.T. haired E.T. representation. Sure. Only, only the girl gets an, gets hair. Interesting. Is it, is it bad? <laughs> well, actually, here's a fun thought. Maybe it's not hair at all. Maybe it is a wig. Just to, like, feel a bit more femmy. Okay. Yeah, I support her. Yeah, I support her, too. What's her name? We don't know, but I'm, I imagine uh, next chapter we'll find out if she has powers. Yeah. Or if she has a name. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Yeah, she sounds like she got some great hospitality. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I like giving them all different... I hope you like all the different voices for the, the 13. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, that is the end of chapter 8. We hope you all enjoyed it. Um, let's get into some discussion, and then we'll talk about Jordan's Hail Mary theory. Um, he has nothing to lose at this point, because he's been nothing but right, yeah. honestly. I mean, maybe we'll get into some E.T. heritage on Marty's part, but I can neither, neither say nor deny that. Mm. Um, thoughts on the chapter? It's It is falling into... My same criticism that I have with a lot of the Percy Jackson books, mm-hmm. where some of the chapters you could honestly just cut. It's just kind of another obstacle on their way to... <laughs> Jordan, no, no. This was what you wanted. This was the... This is what you wanted so desperately last episode. You were saying, I. it's a little slow now. It's a little slower paced is what you said. It's still like, slow. What happened? No, listen, listen. <laughs> it's still the, slow. <laughs> you said it's a little slower paced. I'd like there to be some more exposition. I'd like e- this voice to be an expositionary role. And that's what he has served. Maybe it wasn't as... He did, yeah. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. No, I'm, you're not wrong. I didn't want him to be more expedition-y. He did do that. Um, but not your a- argument of not this wasn't slow. We didn't do anything this episode. We escaped. It was this, all this buildup of being in this cave and stuff, and I thought there was going to be like a big monster or something. And no, was... the buildup was the, the Zekinik's But there wasn't them. a threat. The Zekinik just helped them, and then they're done. Hunky-dory, they're friends now. Like, <laughs> But they thought... No, the... <laughs> Here, here's my thought process. The thing was like, oh no, are we going to escape the cave? It seems like we're trapped. Yeah. Oh my gosh, now we're trapped with a creature in here. Yeah, but that was like a threat for a sentence, and then he was fine. And he helped them. <laughs> because I guess he speaks English. I don't know. 
No, I... <laughs> he, why would he... He picked up what they were putting down, apparently. What? Why? What did they pantomime? He wanted to escape. He didn't want to be stuck in there. It was supposed to be a cute moment, like when a when a Pokemon understands something and they, they help the humans out. Yeah, but there was no threat at all beforehand. The threat of the air... <laughs> That's not a threat. It needs to be something bigger than both of them. Give me, like, a giant alligator or something. Okay, yeah. Well, I think the reason I didn't go that path is because it needed to be a... You have to have a... You're, I think you're right. Um, I, But I also didn't want to make it too messy because, like, Italia... It needed to be a thing where they could all sit down and have an excuse to sit down not be on the run and so that was why Itelio was able to communicate and yeah. if there was another conflict during that it'd be very messy but no, i understand right. that there should have been it wasn't really a payoff if it didn't feel like there was a lot hanging on it right and i mean as far as exposition go i would have even preferred less exposition <laughs> oh my god well okay yeah just because I, I don't know. I guess I would have lot wanted a little bit more mystique of uh, maybe like, this is an ancient ritual. Like, why is he gathering these things? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what the ritual does. Mm. It's beyond my knowledge. Like, he, just to get ultimate power, it's like, well, okay. Well, to tie... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now to tie into your other thing, the stakes are higher than ever. Kevin is going to become unstoppable now he's already unstoppable no because he was he almost got killed just by trying to hurt marty okay i guess i'm that, I'm, pr- I'm playing devil's act no you're right you. but I, I guess this is why i don't find like i don't find like voldemort really a compelling villain i mean there's cool build-up but maybe that's just because it's like oh seven books get to it yeah i just don't find any villain who's just seeking like the most power it's just like okay no it's very cliche um it's it's very cliche for a villain to seek that power and for it to be this vague uh nonsense right i i you haven't seen it yet but like uh castlevania like (laughs) it's like dracula's motivation is like he just wanted to be left alone (laughs) and that's he just Mm. wants to like have peace and so it's like you you sympathize with the villain a little, like he's oh, yeah that would that'd be rough. I just wanted to cut back to Kevin. We haven't seen him for so long. Dang, I didn't realize he'd be such a. Yeah. He was so fun. I I don't want. I'm tired of Marty. I want us to see Kevin. Oh no, Marty's such I a f- whiny little baby. <laughs> I have failed. <laughs> just, I have failed you. I I need a little peek into like the the evil lair. Yeah. The oh so no. you appreciated it when it went back and Sadie was like, "Where am I?" Yeah, that? I loved that. Okay, yeah, I think it it could have used maybe like that one more time. Yeah, just give me a little sneak peek. Let me see like where their progress is at. So I'm not getting there, and they're like, "Oh, we've like literally already done everything. Like it's done." Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, Hail Mary. Yeah, theory. Jordan's Hail Mary theory of the week. That's your jingle. Is a little too. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm I'm gonna flip flop on this one. I thought Atelio was gonna be like a good guy. Now I'm not not so much. Oh, now you. So you were, like, you had no doubts. You're like, yeah, 
This voice is helping them. Yeah. But now that it's... What made you change your mind? Um, because now that I'm realizing it, like, he hasn't... He hasn't given them a lot of help. Like, mm. I feel like he's kind of... Now, now you're, now you're, uh, kind of on Marty's side with the skepticism. Well, and... But I don't think he's on, uh... Kevin's side either. Oh. I think he's... His, um, own, his own goals. Yeah, he's kind of a Hux character. Hux. So, uh, I, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. The, like, redhead from Star Wars where, like... I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know a redhead. So, basically, like, there's Kylo Ren, and then there's, like, his general. And his general was the one who betrayed him because he just wants Kylo to fail. He doesn't want the rebels to succeed. Oh, okay. He just doesn't like Kylo. And he, yeah, want, he like, wants the power like for himself. Yeah, I like, I always do like when there are two antagonists that don't, oh, we're both evil, right. let's team up. But no. like, I like when one gets double-crossed or there's like alternative reasons to helping the protagonist momentarily. Right, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. So I think Italio is... Gonna play more of that role. Yeah, he's gonna like try to get them trust and then at the last minute he's he's gonna try to do the ritual on himself. Oh, dang. Yeah, to get the power. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, all you need is, yeah, I guess we'll see. To to free his other ETs that keep getting killed so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think you miss it. I think you miss ETs getting killed willy nilly. Yeah, admit I mean, it. I I it, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, because it's like it had like an element of whimsy, and now it's like, oh, I, I miss shit. that. I miss how random and whimsy and uh, absurd yeah. things were. You can't. There was a. You just can't. You can't beat the weird, violent, unaware McKay, young McKay mind. Yeah, I need that some was absurdism. That. Yeah, that is, that is. Well, something... I hope you get some absurdism from when we like meet more ETs and. Uh... Yeah, I'm excited for this other one. I hope she has like a weird quirk, and it's kind of fun. <laughs> oh no, sorry. not like my not, hero. I was thinking my hero academia. No, like no, I like see like a, weird... a quality to her that makes her unique. Yeah, real, real fun. Um, cause like Etrazio is fun. Hoi! Hoi! Yeah, he kind of overstayed his welcome, but he was oh, fun. Oh, man. So, but yeah, I liked it. And see, here I was thinking that I've made this book too short. Or the chapter's too short. No, it is not too short. I'm ready for it's the... It's too long. I'm ready for the climax. <sighs> We've got... No, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I don't need to hear. You don't want to hear how many chapters are left of the book? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me how many chapters to the climax. I'm like, I don't want to know that. Oh, well, I would say things are things are at like the like now they know Kevin's goal. Why Sadie Sadie's for sure in trouble? They're gonna try. He's gonna try to kill her. Right. Like, there's no like maybe. I mean, I guess it'd be better if she was like just a just a weird trophy prisoner. Right. I mean, that's always preferred over death. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, and tell us what you think is going to happen on our socials. That's ReadWritePod on Twitter, Reading My Writings on Facebook and Instagram, and ReadWritePod.com. Send us an email at ReadWritePod at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you for all your ratings on Apple iTunes. Apple Podcasts, I mean. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, definitely follow the socials. I have a, We have a lot of fun finding uh, images of and cool things that tie into what we're covering for the week or just in general shout out to no context et um on twitter 
beautiful, beautiful Twitter. I couldn't ask for anything more. I just love the content they put out. I retweet it a lot for the for the podcast. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. <laughs> I'm getting a little fanboy-y. Yeah. All right, well, my name is McKay Nielsen. I'm Jordan Hansen. Be happy and stay creative. Bye. Bye.